Hello, this is Susan Weinberg. I'm the publisher of Public Affairs, and I'm glad to have this opportunity to talk to so many of our colleagues in the library community about some of our key titles for spring 2009 season. The first book I want to talk about is a book that is going to be out actually in January of 2009. It's called A Long Time Coming, and it is a book by Evan Thomas and the staff of Newsweek, wherein the great historic election that we've all just lived through is reported on in a very unique way. What Newsweek has done since 1984 is they have embedded reporters with each campaign. And the agreement is that these reporters get unprecedented access as long as they don't use the material until after the election. Once the election is over, the, the uh, Newsweek uh, election edition uh, goes on sale. It's a great piece of magazine reporting. And you've probably even heard all the uh, Newsweek reports here and Newsweek quoted there. I know on CNN and other shows, a lot of this Newsweek reporting was discussed. We used that text. We had a new introduction and a new conclusion, also by Evan Thomas and the staff of Newsweek. And we're also going to have in the appendix a long interview that was done with Obama by the embedded reporter for Newsweek who uh, could not release the interview, of course, until after the election. It is a great read. It is a great way to kind of relive and understand this election that we've just been through. The material on Obama is fantastic. Of course, there's lots of material on Hillary Clinton and John McCain and Sarah Palin, too. And by being able to read the whole campaign as a story that now we know it's ending, it really becomes a different and uh, deeper experience in some ways uh, for you. So we have done this before. Public Affairs did this in 2004 on the uh, George W. Bush-John Kerry election. But as we like to say, it was a more boring election. And the book was very successful then, and we think this edition coming now will really get a lot of attention and have a lot of appeal. The next book I'd like to talk about is of a very different nature. It is called Destiny Disrupted, and it's by Tamim Ansari. And uh, this is a book that from the first moment when an agent called me and told me about it, I I was like, I really want to have this book. I really want to publish this book. Tamim Ansari is uh, known as a, um, the author of a book called West of Kabul, East of New York. And he also has been, since 2001, September 2001, he has been called upon to speak to many, many different school and community groups. He is from Afghanistan. He was raised and went to school in Afghanistan as a boy, and then he came to America, and he has teaches in American universities and actually writes American textbooks. So he has a very unique understanding of the subject of this book, which is, as we say in the subtitle, A History of the World Through Islamic Eyes. This is a book that really talks about how there were two important narratives of world history going on simultaneously, kind of parallel civilizations. You had what we know as a Western narrative of world history, you know, Greeks, Romans, the Dark Ages, the Renaissance, the Christianity, you know, all these things that, that we know. 
And then there is the Muslim point of view and the growth of the Muslim civilization and the history of the world. And until at some point in the 19th century when these, these two narratives clashed, these two worlds were completely just not, not involved with each other and not thinking of each other. And we're still sorting out the consequences of the world getting smaller and nobody being able to have their own independent parallel narrative, all of us having to live and work and be together. So our author here has a unique point of view on that moment, and I think he's writing a version of world history that people are going to find fascinating and incredibly complementary to the one they already know. He's also a very engaging writer. This has a very nice narrative flow to it. And speaker. He still speaks extensively, and he'll promote this book with a long speaking schedule that will go way past the pub date. And he would be great for libraries who sponsor out-of-town speakers. Another book, Switching Gears Again, that we're very excited about is called A Different Life by Quinn Bradley. And again, you know, the subtitle tells you a lot about the book. Quinn's subtitle is Growing Up, Learning Disabled, and Other Adventures. Quinn Bradley is the only son of Sally Quinn and Ben Bradley, the two well-known Washington journalists and uh, and still Washington, uh, you know, influentials, I suppose you would call them. But, uh, you know, Ben Bradley during the Watergate time and for so long was the editor of the Washington Post, and Sally Quinn was also a reporter herself and has been widely known as a chronicler of Washington and its ways. And when their son Quinn was born, they had the distressing experience that some parents do have where there were things wrong with him, but nobody could tell them what it was exactly or what it meant or what it meant for his future. He had health problems. He had some developmental difficulties. And they were getting all kinds of uh, crazy advice and, you know, people saying very extreme things about the limits of, of Quinn's life and what he wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do. And then finally, when Quinn was literally 14 years old, they found someone who sent them to see a doctor who recognized the syndrome that Quinn suffered from, which is something that is called VCFS, velocardiofacial syndrome. And many of the physical problems that come with this syndrome have been addressed and solved, but there are also some learning disabilities that come with it that are the kind of things that you're coping with all your life. And what Quinn has done here in a very engaging and authentic voice is writing about having to live with all this, live through all this, understand it, and create what he, what he calls in the book, you know, a different life, a very good life, but a different life. And we think this story will resonate with people with all different kinds of learning disabilities and, and issues and syndromes that aren't right identified or that everybody doesn't always, you know, instantly know. I think there are a lot of both parents and children who will find themselves in these pages and find that, that Quinn, in speaking about his life, is speaking for them too. Another memoir that I want to mention is a very different type of book. It's called Invisible Sisters by Jessica Handler. Jessica has a, a unique story of growing up one of three girls, but two of whom had suffered from blood disorders that eventually resulted in their, in their death. 
and uh, she was the oldest of three. When her younger sister was born, they found out she had a uh, genetic, a very rare genetic disorder that would eventually shorten her life and cause to be a lot of hospital visits and medical intervention during her life. And then it, dealing with all that, suddenly her, when she was 10, her 8-year-old sister was diagnosed with leukemia and, and passed away within a year. So here they thought they knew that one daughter might die, but instead a different one died. And then eventually her other sister did, uh, did succumb to her chronic illness. And Jessica writes about, you know, what is it like to be the survivor, three children and now when adulthood just one. It's a moving, unforgettable story. It's beautifully written. And I think also this issue of sibling loss and how to deal with it is one that for all the books and help and memoirs we have, is one that is not as often reflected on or, or part of people's consciousness. And I think you, you will find people looking for a story like this and the kinds of insight that it offers. Uh, just to know also this should be especially strong in the Southeast where the author lives in Atlanta where she grew up and, uh, so I, I think there'll be some particular local interest there. Another journalistic book, not so much a memoirish book, but still an interesting story with a lot of personal flair that we have, a very different note, is called The Media Relations Department of Hezbollah Wishes You a Happy Birthday. It's written by Neil McFarquhar, who is the New York Times reporter. He just started a new beat. He's going to be the UN reporter. He was for a long time the Cairo bureau chief for the New York Times, and he's written a novel based on the first Gulf War called The Sand Cafe, which got many, many wonderful reviews. And in the Media Relations Department of Hezbollah Wishes You a Happy Birthday, Neil shares with us his view of the Middle East. Not all the power figures, not all the big negotiations back and forth, but the real people in the real countries living their real lives while the the drums of war and the crazy politics go on around them. And this is a book we bought because we knew what a good writer Neil was. But when I first started reading the manuscript, I have to say it was even better than I expected, which is a pretty high bar given uh, Neil's reviews and how he writes. I think you're going to really enjoy this book and we're going to really have fun with it. And I, a lot of people know Neil and admire his work and we expect to get a lot of attention for this book. The last two books I want to talk to you about are interesting media partnerships that Public Affairs is doing. The first is a partnership with Participant Media. Participant is a film company that was founded in 2004 by eBay entrepreneur turned philanthropist Jeffrey Skoll. Participant has a mission. A good story well told can truly make a difference in how one sees the world. Their roster of films and their level of success in the last four years is very clear. They've been responsible for Syriana, Good Night and Good Luck, Charlie Wilson's War, and that docu-blockbuster that we all know, An Inconvenient Truth. They came to us wanting to work on some books because they now see themselves as a media company and they want to be in all media, including print. And we worked with them to come up with what I'm thinking of as a new way a new kind of movie tie-in, especially for documentaries. Each of the books in this series will have three parts. There'll be a section focusing on the background of the movie itself that usually will involve the director and some of the well-known spokespeople in the film. 
The heart of the book will be the second section, where we'll have essays on various topics by experts that go beyond the film. These are mostly original pieces with some relevant reprints or experts put in from a range of points of view that touch on the subject of the film, but go way beyond it, because books can offer just so much more depth and texture than any film can. The third section will reflect participants' takepart.com, part of their website and of their home mission. And uh, they, they have the headline, Inspire, Connect, Act. This tells you how to get involved, has resource sections, has some other short essays that show what people can do and what you can do. The first movie we're going to work on with them is called Food, Inc. It is just an incredibly well-made documentary about the industrialization of food. Eric Schlosser and Michael Pollan are the main talking heads in the film, and we have a great interview with Eric Schlosser in the first part of the book, as well as an essay from the director of the film, Robert Kenner. In the heart of the book, we're going to have these essays on lots of issues that have to do with food. One is going to be from Peter Pringle on food science. One will be from Professor Muhammad Yunus, the winner of the Nobel Peace Prize, on world food prices. Another will be on ethanol and the food supply from energy expert Robert Bryce. We're also going to have Marion Nestle, the piece that she did that ran in Scientific American that is, fits perfectly into the book. So you can see that we're really reaching not only the viewpoints of view that are in the book, but going beyond the book as well. And in the third section, we're going to have some great essays and resources, including Joel Salatin, who is in the film and is a great, um, has this wonderful farm where in Virginia where he raises, uh, raises meat kind of the right way. He calls it Beyond Organic. And, uh, and, and it's billed as America's premier non-industrial food oasis. So the book will connect to the movie, go beyond the movie, and then show you what you can do. We're very excited about this series. This is the first in the series we're going to do with participants. And the last book that I will just mention, because it's still under development, but I want you to know it's coming, is a book we're going to do in conjunction with HBO on Alzheimer's. They are working on a huge project for them, a great public health campaign, following up on the one they did on addiction last year, where they're calling it overall the Alzheimer's Project, and they have a series of films that will be shown repeatedly on HBO. And we're going to do a tie-in book on some of the new cutting-edge material on the science and research having to do with Alzheimer's and what that suggests about treatments and cures and prevention. We're very excited to be working with HBO on this book. We know the kind of reach and marketing muscle they have, and we also know that they see these kinds of projects as a real public health campaign. And I think there's a real role for libraries to play in helping us get this book and this information into as many people's hands as possible. Thank you so much for listening. You can always reach us at www.publicaffairsbooks.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to hear your ideas and your response to what we're doing.